I think the perfectionism is huge and that goes along with control. And I, I realized that I was talking to a friend a few months ago, she was going through a breakup and she's like, okay, now I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to do this healing thing. I'm going to see this person. I'm going to work with this thing. I'm going to start working out in this way. I'm going to start eating in this way. I'm going to go back to doing this. I'm going to do this. I'm like, oh, you can just feel and see the inner child just spinning around trying to control the circumstances because they feel rejected or abandoned and trying to figure out what makes me feel loved. And I feel loved when I feel perfect or when I feel like I'm doing all of the things. I'm working out. I'm eating well. I'm seeing friends. I'm doing well at work. I'm succeeding in all these things. And it's such a pattern that I think so many of us have. And I have it for sure. And in so many ways that I've been really working on and I'm really conscious about, thankfully. But most of my life would be like, break up, hottest version of me, loading. You know what I mean? You're like, hot girl, ready. It's funny. There's also memes about it too, where girls will go through breakups and a week later be in Bali on vacation. And guys are like, just (laughs) don't handle it or process it in that way. (laughs) And so many of us do use the perfectionism as a way to control. We can't control the fact that we are no longer in a relationship and maybe we got broken up with and maybe we feel in pain or maybe we feel rejected or abandoned. So we're going to try and control this entire experience to make sure that we're presenting this beautiful, perfect front because we know that's what gets us love. And I found myself even after the breakup where I was like, yo, I got to be hot. I have to be, I think just hot. (laughs) I don't (laughs) think I thought anything else because, yeah, I was like, I think I just need to be hot because why did it feel like there was a gap between that? Did you feel like, because sometimes when we're comfortable with someone, like it does feel like we kind of are just like, Yeah. But how did you feel? I think in the part of the relationship I hadn't felt super good, but I think really it was the fact that there's going to be a new energy that I need to attract with the way that I look. So it was less so about, I guess, the relationship and how I felt in the relationship and more so about what I had perceived was part of my value worth. Mm -hmm. And I know I feel really comfortable with men. I love men. I really get along with men. So it's not like I felt nervous about who I am with men or my personality and attracting a men. But I perceive that right now, being my age, living in Los Angeles, it is a jungle out there. So if I want to get someone to talk to me, that means in my mind, I have to be hot and Mm -hmm. I have to be thin and I have to be perceived in a certain way. After I talk to them, it's all fine. But it was really like, oh my God, how am I going to get someone to be attracted to me if I'm not feeling hot? Because there's so many hot girls out there. And When we go through a breakup and we're going through the process of grief or the process of the breakup, we can have thoughts like this come up where it's, okay, I need to be, whether it's an insecurity about something about how you are as a person, I need to be more this way. I need to look more this way. I need to show off more this way. I need to be more successful, whatever. All of those will come to the surface for us to really look at and for us to really be with and to eventually learn to let go and learn to integrate and know that if we continue to try and change ourselves and those aspects of ourselves that we are not deeming as lovable, then you know we're going to be attracting someone that's not essentially loving us for that either. Yeah, definitely. And just noting that LA is a very specific place to be dating, just like New York. But I feel like LA is a very specific place at the point of feeling like you need to become something else in order to be seen makes perfect sense. 
and I'm just talking to the heterosexual attraction realm, men in LA, generalization, a lot of men in LA, I feel like see through people unless, I don't know if it's you look like something or you're associated with something. I don't even know. But it's like we have so many you and we have a huge group of incredible women friends who are female friends who are in that dating era and they're like I don't feel like anyone sees me and it's like I do think there's like a specific frequency to certain areas where there's dating happening and the city kind of feeds it for better for worse so I just wanted to say that it's a generalization I don't think everyone's like that but I remember feeling that way where I was like, do I need to change like who I am in order to fucking make this happen? What is that? It's such a weird feeling. Yeah, I think the energy here is see me energy anyways. It's look at me. Who are you? Who am I? How can I be mm-hmm. more seen vibe all the way through, whether dating or not? But there is an interesting dynamic between men and women here. It's like I can't really – it's very interesting. I don't really see – yeah, just like the balance of polarities is very interesting. I don't even mm-hmm. I don't even really know, but so when you go through the process, I think is what we're saying of the breakup. It's like being mindful of the strategies and the ways in which the parts of you will deploy ways to keep yourself safe or ways to find control, whether that's controlling what you're eating, controlling how you're spending your time, controlling through workouts, controlling through lots of self-help, overworking, all of those things because we're going to probably find ways to either numb, avoid, or to control the experience because we feel out of control when we don't know where our next step is in life or we don't know where we're headed. Because a lot of times when we are with a partner, we feel like we know the future and we feel like we have control over the future because we have that other person. And so when we lose that person, we almost feel like we're out of control. And then there's this sense that there are eyes on you too. So like when you step into this unknown, you might be really excited, super proud of yourself for making this decision in the wake of it, which you should be, especially stepping out of something unaligned. There can all of a sudden be this feeling that either people don't understand your decision or maybe they don't just understand where you are in your life right now, or maybe you feel societal pressure Maybe you feel like you're getting older. The time, the clock is ticking. You might feel all of these really sneaky, insidious pressures that start to creep in and become these thought forms in your mind, and they're really not yours. And to be aware of those and to be aware of the subsequent like shoulds that develop, I should become more hot. I should do this. Just being aware of when those come up because oftentimes you're operating on a very distorted someone else's society's template that is certainly not yours. So you've proven in your decision to break up or to step away from a relationship or even if you're the one being broken up with, you know, that you have the ability to trust your path and you have the ability to be on your path. And so in these moments of vulnerability in this unknown space, like notice when you feel tempted 
to give in to those pressures and be overwhelmed by them because they're certainly not yours, but it's easy at this time to pick up on them and feel like you need to service those pressures. Yeah. When you become single, it's almost like an identity shift to be like, I am single now. I am in the single realm. I am a single person. I'm part of the single experience. And then people can sort of apply a lot of ideas to that Mm -hmm. or have a lot of pressures of being single. People perceive people that are single a certain way. There's like a whole thing about being single. I think when everyone's single, they're always like, you're going to find your person or you'll be in a relationship. It's like, what? Yeah, it's a very weird reaction. Yeah, it's like always the assumption that like you're waiting for someone or you want to be with someone or always the assumption that you desire to be in a relationship or that it's sad that you're not. It's like, uh, no. (laughs) It says so much more about the other person than it does about you. Totally. And the timing thing is huge, I think, especially for women around our age or whatever age, Mm -hmm. the belief that you need to be somewhere at a certain period in time. And I remember when we started Almost 30, we kind of had the conversation around the belief that we had to be a certain somewhere even at that time, that we had to be married with children in certain jobs and certain careers with a certain amount of money in our bank account, a certain amount of success, a certain amount of happiness level, a certain look, whatever it was. And it can be hard when your path doesn't go the way that you planned. And oftentimes the way that you planned is planning from a 12-year-old version of you (laughs) or a 15-year-old version of you because the sort of life that I had planned for myself when I look back was probably planned from a version of me that was very young Mm -hmm. and very naive and honestly needed to dream bigger for her life and needed to think outside the box of what is actually possible and didn't really know what was possible. And when you get older, when you realize what is possible for your life and what is possible for your friendships and for your relationships and for the way you are with yourself and for the way you are with God or for the way you are with the world, there's so much more available to you than I think you ever thought. Thank you so much for tuning in to Morning Microdose by Almost 30. We hope you enjoyed waking up. As always, we encourage you to take what resonates and leave the rest. If you enjoyed this trip, tune into the full episode on the Almost 30 podcast. All episode information can be found in the show notes. Make sure to subscribe. And if this becomes a part of your morning routine, be sure to share it with a friend. We have new inspiring doses Monday through Friday. Follow us on Instagram at Morning Microdose and follow Almost 30 at Almost 30 Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the vortex.